Can you have sex with a ghost? If cowboys ruled the Wild West, what did cowmen rule? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Life! Hey, hello everyone and welcome to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new paranormal tale and come to a conclusion as to whether or not it is true or it is false. My name is Rory Powers. This guy's name is Kit Greer, and welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Uh, yeah, doing great so far. Um, pretty enthralling ideas about what it might have been like living on on the range on the Wild West. Come man, not very documented in old movies. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? It's like it's like only talking about Charmander, never talking about Charizard. Yeah, you know, cowboys digivolved different show now we're pivoting here digivolved into cow men but we never hear about them it's like watching avatar and then at the end of the movie they they reveal that the people of avatar are ants to the alien <laughs> gods that overlook their planet more movies should have ended like that not even sci-fi movies like titanic yeah. right at the end should have zoomed out to zoomed show out. that that was a f- life raft compared to the titanic 2 which was basically a floating planet. I don't know why Hollywood isn't returning my emails to make these movies, because everyone loves a good twist. The signature Roy Powers zoom out. That's my Shyamalan twist, the zoom out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, welcome to the show. Uh, If you haven't listened before, what we like to do is, we're not one of those podcasts that likes to sit and chat and talk about our days. There's no time. There's no time, and no one gives a we're just going to get straight into the paranormal. We tried it and everyone hated on us in the comments. Everyone ragged on us. Stop listening. So we're, we're breezing right through it. Today, our investigation came from a listener. Well, two listeners specifically. They sent in an email to thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. The email came from Devlin and Chloe, who both emailed in about a little movie called Antrim. Hmm. Chloe wrote, Hey, I was scrolling through my TikTok and I came across someone talking about the movie Antrim. Apparently, if you watch it, you die within 24 hours. It's said that there are subliminal messages in it, like a chant that summons a demon that ends up killing you. There have been cases where people have died from freak accidents and seizures after watching the movie. I'm not sure if it's linked to the movie, but it is strange and I know I won't be watching it. I thought it might be interesting, if not for an episode, then to simply look into it. Is it a curse or is it fake? Chloe and Devlin, you had my attention. At TikTok. You had me at TikTok. I immediately began my investigation into Antrim, the deadliest film ever made. (laughs) Kind of like a lightning bolt or something in there would be dope. Sure, you don't have to say it out loud because we throw sound effects in after the fact. Have you ever heard of Antrim, the deadliest movie ever made? (sighs) Another second lightning bolt in there, if you could, please. I have never. It is slightly confusing to me because Antrim is a place in in Northern Ireland. I mean, I lived in in that county for some time. It's where my grandparents live. So it's not not spelled the same way. No, no, no. This is Antrim, A-N-T-R-U-M. Okay. Not I-M. Got it. It's like some sort of some sort of cocktail made out of both ants and rum. For ants. Made, <laughs> made with ants for ants. Ant rum. <laughs> That's disgusting. Cannibalism. Yeah, uh, usually it's, you know, made like 
by humans for, for humans, humans. True. not with humans made all of humans <laughs> for six sons of bitches humans is is this a feature length film uh it's kind of interesting so antrim the movie itself is a feature length film allegedly from around the 1970s antrim the deadliest movie ever made is a documentary about the movie that also includes the entire movie. Interesting. A little confusing, but hopefully we can clarify it as we move forward. Okay, got it. Now, legend has it that this movie, Antrim, is a cursed film project recorded in the 70s that caused the death of everyone who watched it before it ended up missing. Uh, this is the problem with the movie industry, guys, is that's how the box office sales work. Opening weekend, people pour into the cinema. It doesn't matter if they die because they've already paid for the ticket. Exactly. Everyone, millions of people died. It had a huge opening weekend. Kind of like a roller coaster in that sense. You're already on the ride. It's dangerous, but you're not going anywhere. You don't need to finish the roller coaster course. <laughs> Because people have already paid for it. You just keep sending uh, carts and carts of people off a, a cliff edge. Yeah, it's exactly. Fine. You've got their cash. Because what's going to happen? Who are they going to warn to say it was a bad roller coaster? An angel? This is such a bad, dark premise for for like a holiday agency or whatever. It's like you, I don't know, you book like a cruise package to go to the Caribbean. You get on board, you're like... <laughs> funny i don't see any life rafts but i guess it's okay i don't know you're walking through the restaurant that night or whatever it's like funny they only seem to have enough food and supplies to last a couple of days i thought we were out here for a few weeks i go up to the top cabin captain i think there might be something i turn them around it's just a stuffed <laughs> mannequin oh people are like yeah it's actually cheaper to just sell tickets for the boat and crash it into the rocks and feed and entertain the people on board <laughs> so what is the legend around Antrim. Well, according to the film itself, it all started back in 1979 when a strange movie called Antrim was submitted to a handful of film festivals. Now, no one had any idea who the directors were or where the movie had come from, but they watched it anyway. It was strange, disturbing, and not long after its submission, it was rejected from each festival it was sent to, with festival heads refusing to show it. A film expert later on went to describe it as it was as if the devil had made a film. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Which sounds pretty rock and roll, but I think it's more scare. It's more bad. Like, he's a pretty evil guy, but he, he doesn't he's have any qualifications to make filmmaker. films. Yeah, yeah. you got the devil as the director. Hitler is the DOP. You've got <laughs> Stalin as the first ad none of these people have any film experience that's first assistant demon by the way <laughs> which means you're just causing ruckus and, and pain on set now here's where the story really starts shortly after each rejection the various festival directors died under suspicious circumstances whoa janet hilberg died of a seizure supposedly 24 hours after she watched the film. Tom Stylem of the Colorado Film Festival was fatally electrocuted in his own kitchen. Holy moly. And weirdest of all, while visiting the beach, film critic Joe Barringer slipped and fell on a poisonous stonefish. What? <laughs> stonefish? Yeah. Oh my god. What an exotic way to die. I think it's even incredibly rare that a stonefish 
washes up on the shores of Germany. Uh, well, this is America. Oh, There's an America. American film festival. Still weird, though. <laughs> There's something really funny to me about the idea of a cursed movie that still gets rejected from film festivals. <laughs> yeah. So it's not good. The direct, even though the critics died after watching it, they still had time to reject the movie. Yeah. There is couldn't, something... couldn't the curse make people think it's awesome, at least, so it gets to more people to see it? Several years go by, and the film is still lost. Until 1988, when a copy mysteriously appears at a theater in Budapest. A small audience of about 60 gather in the theater to watch the movie. And during the screening, a fire erupted, burning the theater and everyone in it to the ground. Holy moly. Initially, the cause of the fire was allegedly a faulty projector, which overheated and caught fire. But when the scene was investigated by the authorities, they made a horrible discovery. Konstantin Astalos, the alleged chief of the arsons unit in Budapest at the time, said, Fires in our theater typically start in the projection room because of the flammable nature- Hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Fires in our theater typically start. If you've had more than one fire, you don't get to run a movie theater. Thousands of people come to your theater and you, I'm sorry, he's had so many fires that he's like, yeah, yeah, usually starting there. Usually by the time we realize what's going on, yeah, a couple of theaters have burned to the ground. Constantine has been in this profession a long time. Sure, Budapest has the highest number of theater-based fires in, in more than any country in the world. But that's that doesn't say that- it's Nothing to do with Constantine. Nothing exactly. he's doing personally. <laughs> because of the flammable nature of the film. But in our investigation, which included a unanimous decision by both firefighters and the forensic team, it showed that not one, but multiple fires had started, originating from within the audience. What? Kit, the audience had started the fire and burned themselves alive mid-screening. Holy shit. That is some dark stuff right there they probably made it to the curse part wow unless it was that bad <laughs> they would rather die than just simply leave the movie theater i've watched indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull i'm so sorry i i i never even got close to igniting myself yeah yeah i think i've never even walked out of a of a cinema um i've definitely thought about it but I was definitely several steps away from self-immolating. What's the closest you've ever got to walking out of a movie before? Uh, closest I ever got to walking out of a movie theater, um, Shawshank Redemption, 1995. What? I, I took like, I mean, I was pretty young, granted, but I took a couple of hours off playing Pokemon Red, which I think had come out around the same time, to go see critically acclaimed bullshit critically acclaimed movie Shawshank Redemption it, I think it's widely regarded as one of the best movies of all time dude it was a snooze fest you mean a snooze fest I, I thought there was going to be some awesome like like prison fights he was going to turn into like a gangster who's going to like no start a life of crime on the, the outside the Shawshank Redemption Redemption it's about redeeming himself well I was like seven so I didn't know what the word redemption meant I thought he was gonna go super saying on those super saying on those guys well sure Dragon Ball Z was also pretty popular around that time I thought it was gonna be an action movie you were waiting for Andy Dufresne to go super saiyan in Shawshank and I thought Morgan Freeman was gonna train him up to be he was gonna be the sensei I was so 
mad when this started, but now that sounds like the greatest film I've ever heard of. So yeah, I'm actually that would have been a better movie, right? It's actually a pile of dog shit when you think about the original plot. Like, oh, I'm gonna tunnel out of prison. Oh, I'm gonna crawl through poop. Yeah, yeah, you're a loser. You had to crawl through poop. You think Goku ever crawled through a poop chute? No, he he flew straight out of the prison, smashed through the ceiling. If you try and arrest Piccolo, you're gonna die. Let me say that right now. Piccolo doesn't go to prison. There's no handcuffs that can constrain Piccolo. (laughs) Can hold back his thick Namekian wrists. I have no idea. I think two people are getting these jokes. (laughs) All right, back to the film. Back to the film. After this, the film once again disappears into obscurity. It isn't until 1993 that the film reappears in California, USA. And fully knowing the grisly history behind it, they screened it at a local theater. Irresponsible. Everything was going fine, but during the film there was a turning point. The audience began to get restless, agitated. People started panicking and screaming, running for the exit doors, which were all inexplicably locked. Thirty people were injured, and one woman was even trampled to death. Holy moly, just trying to get out of the theater. When the moviegoers were analyzed by doctors, they discovered that each one of them contained traces of LSD. What? It turns out that a concession stand worker dosed the butter for the popcorn with LSD, which was served to the audience before the film. Interesting. That is a, that's a bit of a dick move. That's, you don't dose people, okay? Yeah, especially when you're pretty much guaranteeing they're going to have a bad time watching the deadliest movie ever made. Taking LSD is probably one of the most terrifying experiences to begin with yeah. without being shown a cursed film. You could put me in, in, in the f- playground of a McDonald's with LSD, surrounded by all my friends and like on a birthday cake. That is your happy place. And I would still probably see demons and try and strangle Ronald McDonald. If you put me in a theater with 30 other people, I will trample LSD, Ronald to death. I will. It's going to be a bad time. Everyone's going to have a bad time. But to the- lock the doors as well is extra mean. <laughs> but the the interesting thing here is if this is some kind of cursed movie, it doesn't have one avenue of attack because if what they're inferring here is true that the movie causes these crazy, weird, awful coincidences to happen, then it, the first time, sure, it set people on fire. The second time, it doses people with acid. There's no like rhyme or reason to what's going on here. Yeah. Flash forward to 2018, two years ago, when two filmmakers were at an estate auction in Connecticut. Among the usual junk you'd find is something special. A 35 millimeter film reel copy of Antrim. Now people are smarter this time, Kit. They've learned. The legend around the film is well known. So instead of just slapping it in the VHS player and bringing around 30 of your friends in a bucket of LSD popcorn, filmmakers and film experts, and even scientists, decided to examine and study the film to see if they could discover anything about its origin. The copy of the film they had was shot on a regular 35mm reel, but something was off about it. Under closer examination, it looked like someone had tampered with their copy of the film. The reel had been interspliced with what looked like a snuff film and had disorientating sounds and strange imagery that looked like it could have been added by a third party. 
With that in mind, filmmakers set out to produce a documentary about Antrim, which concludes with a full viewing of the movie in its entirety for the first time in 20 years. Wow. And that is what Antrim, the deadliest movie of all time, is. Mmm, okay. So they've kind of packaged it all together with all the context you could possibly need. Yeah, I, I think it is unbelievable that, you know, it was finally discovered by professional filmmakers who got scientists involved to study the real and make an informed uh, documentary about what this film does and then end it by showing the entire film <laughs> to everyone that's watching it. It almost went completely right because if they had found it, researched it and then destroyed it, yeah. The world would be safe. It is literally like the captain of the Titanic spotting the iceberg from very far away, but then going, you know what? I'm going to see if I can Tokyo drift around this bitch and crashing head first into it. You, you had all of the foresight and all of the knowledge to avoid the situation, and yet you plowed straight into it. <laughs> This is like the movie Gremlins, but instead of Gizmo falling into the hands of like an antique dealer in Chinatown, he falls into the hands of like a veterinary scientist and researcher uh, who researches Gizmo, but then still proceeds to sell him to a random guy in the street without any guidance and the Gremlins take over the world. Yeah. The scientist knows from examining the body that you shouldn't get him wet and then proceeds to dunk him like a <laughs> basketball into his swimming pool. I think it's it's obviously that people just can't help themselves. Right. I think that's what it is. It's like... Which is interesting. That could be like part of the curse. Yeah. It's like The Ring, but not the movie The Ring. Like The Ring and Lord of the Lord Rings. Lord of the Rings. You can't. It's calling to you. Yeah. It's saying your name. It's, it's, it's calling you closer like a bag of shredded cheese in the night. You, you, you're just drawn to it. Now, to be fair to the scientists, before the movie begins, they do have, and I don't think I've ever seen this before, a legal disclaimer. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that in a movie before. It says, by continuing to watch this film, you agree that the producers of this film have made you aware of the history and dangers associated with Antrim. The producers, distributors, cast, crew, unions, and the theater management on all levels are released of any liability for any event that occurs to you during or after your screening, including, but not limited to, illness, injury, mortal danger, or death. If you disagree in any way with this notice, you must leave the theater now. Yeah, get up and leave. Yeah. That's, that's the move, I think. So fair enough to them that they have put the disclaimer in to kind of warn people off before they want to watch this thing. You've got to be a real psycho to keep going at that point. Yeah. Now, without too many spoilers, in case people do want to watch this movie themselves, we haven't actually talked about what the movie Antrim is about. We do have a, a brief synopsis from the people who have watched it and survived. Sure. The movie Antrim is about two siblings called Aureli and Nathan. In the film, their beloved pet dog, Maxine, is recently euthanized. And when Nathan asked their mother if the dog went to heaven... Their mother says because he was a bad dog, Maxine has gone to hell. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that's got to be a pretty bad dog. Yeah. Because even bad dogs are still kind of, I think, good dogs that maybe do a bad thing, like bite someone they weren't supposed to. Yeah. But they don't know any better because yeah. they're a dog. They're, a bad dog is usually like, yeah, like a rescue who's been abused or something. Yeah. There, 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 there aren't any like evil dogs. Yeah. <laughs> 
you'd have to it would have, the dog would have to be borderline selling crack and I, I don't know what else how can a dog be evil dogs don't they're not even like cats cats will go out and like torture like a little mouse and like Bat play it with around, it and yeah tear its head off dogs don't even do that yeah this, this <laughs> cats have the real serial killer energy about them the film follows the two siblings as they try to dig a hole to hell and rescue their dog wow pretty intense stuff that's why you shouldn't lie to your kids guys because they will take that shit literally just say that we killed the dog the dog well well, euthanize the dog (laughs) i haven't seen the movie i assume the dog is sick or something now with a case like this we can learn about the history of the movie we can watch the documentaries but we're not gonna know what this film is truly about or what it does to people who watch it unless we sit down and watch it ourselves. I thought you said this this movie kills those who watch it. It does. Right. It absolutely okay. Well, allegedly it does. Okay. But I mean you and you have up to now for the last 30 minutes, you've kind of provided a bunch of evidence for times that it has murdered. Freak people. accidents, yeah, that have happened like over the last couple of years. But as paranormal investigators, it's our responsibility to defend the public from the paranormal, even if that means sitting back on a couch with an ice cold beer and sure maybe a little lsd popcorn sure and i will light a few candles and i will bolt the doors and and lock away the key of course and we're having stonefish for dinner right you're cooking stonefish yeah and i don't have a clue how to prepare it i don't even know if they're edible i think they're like a goron snack you basically have to (laughs) smash them into pebbles i think it's only fair that we sit down and watch this ourselves couldn't agree more so what we're gonna do is we're gonna break right now on the podcast Watch Antrim, and we'll be back very shortly with our conclusions. We think. Yeah, actually, I was going to say if we don't come back, then we're dead. It's a double yes. But uh, <laughs> this podcast won't even be posted. So So I guess like the London Metropolitan Police who are investigating this, our deaths. Hey, remember to subscribe. <laughs> check out the Patreon. All right, we're going to go watch Antrim, and we'll be back very soon. Let's go. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. If you are somebody who loves all things spooky, then Real Life Ghost Stories podcast is the one for you. My name is Emma. I am the host of Real Life Ghost Stories podcast. And every week I bring to you three podcast episodes that are full to the brim with paranormal stories. Every Wednesday and Friday, I release a mini episode which is dedicated to the spooky stories of our listeners. And every Sunday, we deep dive into a famous paranormal case. You can find Real Life Ghost Stories wherever you get your podcasts. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest, and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. All right, we are just back after watching Antrim the most deadly movie ever made from start to finish. How are you feeling, Kit? Pretty interesting watch, I will say. Okay. Um, I, I guess it was pretty much what I was expecting. Like, the movie itself, the content of the actual film, Antrim, we're talking grainy, old, 70s horror movie yeah. vibes. It's got the cliche horror kid. How would you even describe that kid? Uh, like Damien from <laughs> The Exorcist or whatever movie he's in. Just like that little thousand yard stare creepy kid that can see things that yeah mortals can't. Kind of like if Charlie from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory could see demons. Yeah. And like you don't know, like, you know, he's staring into the wilderness and you don't know if he's thinking of like, you know, bunny rabbits and, and like his his dog, no spoilers. <laughs> Or if he's thinking of, like, murdering everyone. Yeah, if he's literally seeing the devil. Yeah, I... I, That was a weird movie. Yeah. That was super weird. Because as we said, the movie starts with kind of like a description of the lore and the history behind it. And it's a very well shot, I guess, mockumentary about the history of this film. Which is great. Super well produced, really buys into the whole theme. Then after the disclaimer, you know, you've got your credits in a foreign language i didn't even know what language it was uh kind of like the weird detuned music and strange audio but then it also has to just be a horror film on top of already what you know i guess that's that was something we didn't necessarily know going in this could have been a cursed movie of any genre it could have been a cursed comedy a cursed romantic chick flick yeah uh but no it was actually a cursed horror movie which makes sense Yes. Um, and we did see a little bit of the the earlier mentioned splicing. We did. There was uh, more than a little splicing going on. The splicing got a little heavy handed towards the end. It did. You know, to start off, it was like a flash. Maybe like, a tiny little. What was that? A little symbol. But before you even, you're like, is that a little? It's gone. It's gone. By the end, it was like cutting to a different <laughs> film yes. for large portions. I could see why, you know, if they if they had found this footage, they would be like, hey, was this supposed to be in the film from the original creators or was this like the weird work of a maniac that found the footage? It's hard to tell. It's hard because it's horror, you know, so it's supposed to be weird. If a horror movie is made in 2020 and it intersplices um, scary images, that's not a new technique. That's that's, ground. That's 
bad that's modern day cinema it's, right there exactly it's awesome i mean i actually watched recently i don't know if you've seen that science fiction movie sunshine with chris evans killian murphy no i haven't so, wait i have yeah, yeah it's great yeah awesome i only watched it recently but something that really really like shook me watching it is whenever they're walking through the abandoned space station and if you might remember for absolute split seconds the entire screen glitches out with the faces of the deceased uh, crew members um like their portraits and i was like wow i mean this is like really unsettling stuff so it's a super modern technique which you probably wouldn't find in a real 70s horror movie yeah so it feels it feels unusual it's like okay this is kind of cool horror technique but um i you, guess you did get that copy at an estate sale in connecticut though Right, right, right. And so uh, I don't think that I actually... did watch it with a bunch of friends, and they all did uh, 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 kick the bucket. Since... They kicked the bucket after yeah. watching Sunshine. Yeah. There's a lot of like pentagrams and stuff that flashed up in your version of the movie. And because you were telling me about it, I reviewed it. Yeah. I, I posted on my blog, on my film blog. I reviewed it, and everyone said, What movie did you watch? Because we didn't didn't remember any of that because at the start i was like yeah it's i mean it's an awesome sci-fi movie you know with such a cool concept and you were like yeah i mean it was a bit weird that scene at the end where it was just 25 minutes of the devil spanking a bear man's ass over a boiling pot of oil i wondered why (laughs) they didn't use all that all those amazing cast members you know (laughs) why they didn't round off the movie with them (laughs) yeah the credits just rolled on top of the devil spanking, which was super weird in the end. Pretty dark for a film called Sunshine. But funny enough, you know, this isn't the first time that we've talked about cursed movies on the podcast before. We once investigated, in a bonus episode, I believe, uh, The Wizard of Oz and the legends surrounding it. Because a lot of people believe that it in itself is a cursed movie. But even that isn't the only one. We also mentioned The Poltergeist. A movie that is widely believed to be cursed because during the period of the three films, four of the main actors died. It's not a good ratio. That's a... Yeah. Stop making movies. A lot of people believe that the curse is due to the fact that the producers used real skeletons while filming. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll that'll do it. The magic of Hollywood does not is it exists for a reason folks it exists so that you don't have to use real skeletons that's exactly right you know airbud didn't they didn't have to teach a dog a golden retriever to play basketball at an nba level of course because of the magic of cinema of, of cinema in hollywood could you imagine the meeting where they're working on the film adaptation of lord of the rings and someone's like Thanks, everyone, for coming to the meeting. Uh, we're going to be talking about the script and some of the storyboards moving forward. So, uh, uh, Carl, where are we uh, in casting? Well, hey, everyone. Really excited to be on this project. It's going extremely well. Um, we've been casting globally. We're trying to, to get um, a lot of different diversity in the film. We've got some fantastic British actors who, who, who are signing up to do some of the more regional Hobbit characters and to be some of the elves and dwarves. Fantastic. But it's an ongoing process and we're open to any any and all input. Uh, Margaret, where are we with locations now? New Zealand, I believe, was being floated about at one point. Are we coming down on New Zealand? Absolutely. Um, I think New Zealand has the most promise because uh, it just has such a variety of coastline and, and, and backdrops and incredible uh, for some of those mountainous uh, scenes which we know are going to be really challenging for everyone of course of course um, it's just an abundance of those and uh, uh chris where are we with um with hair and makeup and, and the extras well well 
We're pretty far into the research now, uh, diving back into the darker realms of alchemy, we have been able to genuinely create an orc man using the blood of pigs and uh, the moonlight from a fresh star to kind of harvest the energy to summon an army of pure filth. Chris, um, wow, I mean, Dwayne in your team, I, th I think he's actually been working on some some kind of prosthetics and makeup we're calling we're going we're calling that plan b for now uh because i really think mm -hmm. you know there are some production costs starting uh the creation of an orc army right. but we're really going to see the rewards in terms of savings uh when it comes to uh not being uh required to hire any extras for the scene right i mean the, the vfx guys they can pretty much copy paste you know if we get a couple of guys in makeup and, and outfits they can copy paste across 10 as of orcs. as of 10 30 this morning the orcs have barricaded themselves in the vfx section of the studio i'm sorry chris i thought you said you were making headway with getting these orcs but now it sounds like the orcs have taken control of the studio i called this meeting because i need to slow things down the orc situation has become a priority. They outnumber us 10 to 1, and very few of them care whether this film gets made or not. I gotta be honest, Chris. <laughs> we're 50-50 on whether there is even an orc battle at all. So we don't need you blowing the whole goddamn budget on making, <laughs> making an, some sort of orc city, which sounds like it's actually threatening all of our lives. If you'll check the folders I'm sliding in front of you, I have revised the script. Frodo himself is now a baby orc. Gandalf, an orc. Aragorn, orcagorn. I don't know how to end. I don't know how to end this. <laughs> I think orcagorn was the ending. <laughs> we also talked about the movie The Crow, where the lead actor Brandon Lee uh, believed that he was already cursed even before he started shooting the film because his. his <laughs> well, that's not a cursed movie. That's just a cursed human. The movie became cursed. By association. If Brandon Lee makes a sandwich, it's a cursed sandwich. It oozes everywhere. Yeah, it just leaks out of him like a nuclear power plant. He believes he was cursed, and I remember this, uh, because he said his grandfather angered an old businessman who was in the business of curses. It sounds to reason. It does. During the filming of The Crow, Brandon was shot and killed when a prop gun accidentally fired a bullet fragment. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and finally, we have... The Exorcist. Of course. On this set, one of the actresses said she experienced incredible anxiety out of nowhere. There was also strange electrical problems, and a lead actor died a few days after filming was finished. People wonder, you know, for those A-list actors, once they're over the hill, how come they make such shitty movie decisions, you know? Yeah. The, the Robert De Niro's, Al Pacino's of this world, why do they end up doing shitty comedy after shitty comedy? The truth is because they're safe and they're fun. You're not endangering anyone's life. Do you even think that there was a health and safety officer on the set of Paul Blart Mall Cop? Of course there wasn't. That movie is like baby-proof. At, at most, it was for him riding a Segway or something. In case like that someone got a twisted ankle or as something. As bad as it got. But then, yeah... On the flip side, you've got those immortal actors like Tom Cruise, who's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump out of a building. I'm gonna get punched in the face. Punch me for real. I, I, I'm gonna put bullets in the prop guns just to feel alive. <laughs> it's not enough to be Spider-Man. I need a nuclear spider to bite me. Uh, which is the flip side because his grandfather never disrespected an ancient curse man. 
But of course, today, Kit, we're not here to talk about any of these movies. We're here to talk about Antrim. Sure. And as the dedicated paranormal investigators we are, we watched the film. We just finished watching it about 30 minutes ago. It's early days. Some of we these... We still have rejected it for our film festival. I haven't gone to a beach yet. There's no <laughs> stonefish within 500 yards of me. It's true. It might be tomorrow that we pass away. It could be next week. Could be in 80 years of old age. We don't know if that's the work of the curse. But we do have... We don't have 80 years. We have to come down on a conclusion now. So, Kit, do you believe that the movie... Antrim, the deadliest movie ever made, is truly cursed. Rory, I don't believe it's cursed. Because whilst the film had a ton of really good, solid horror elements, really unnerving um, sides to it, and indeed the documentary portion at the beginning of this feature film we just watched, it painted a pretty cool, believable picture about how this film might have been cursed. I did get a sense towards the end that what we were watching was more a kind of cool meta modern film experiment about getting the people's attention with this story of a curse rather than something actually from the 70s that killed a bunch of people along the way. I guess what I'm saying is I'm questioning the veracity of it all. I think that's fair. I think, uh, you know, if you do any more uh, research on the film and its history, you will pretty soon discover that the entire thing was made in the last couple of years. And and sure, it, they do create this cool backstory behind it about the film disappearing uh, for huge portions of time, it killing anyone when it turns up. The film now in the US is available on Amazon Prime. Okay, cool. <laughs> and I guess enough people have survived watching it that there are reviews written. Which Again, would lead me to they believe they might have written the reviews and then kicked the it's bucket. It's true. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it's safe enough to assume that uh, Antrim, the deadliest movie ever made, is a very interesting concept and a very cool movie. But when it comes down to real life curses and the real world paranormal, this just isn't it. But would I encourage people to watch it? Maybe. It's I don't know. It's definitely not a, a resounding yes. Yeah, I I think this is a this is a little bit of a uh, we watched it, so you might not have to. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because on the one hand, like we could go on to just say what happens in the movie, but we also don't really want to because I don't want to spoil it for anyone that does want to watch it. You know, if you and your friends you're into this kind of stuff, yeah, into kind of weird internet creepy pasta, don't know if it's real or not things this could be a really fun evening i'd say so yeah because it treads the line so closely between like being a genuinely cool innovative thing and also being just like a really bad b movie yeah like horror flick like but, super but if you're just on your own and you're trying to do some hardcore investigation or you know you just want to die with a curse <laughs> you might be disappointed yeah if you just want to die in a paranormal blaze of glory <laughs> this isn't going to be the way to do it i don't think so no, we cover we cover one method a week and this isn't <laughs> it um so unfortunately it's going to be a double no uh from us this week but hey that was a little bit of a weird one this week but i think it was a fun one you know it's being we're being current and fresh getting our paranormal info from tiktok I love it. Thank you so much to Chloe and Devlin for both uh, emailing in that suggestion to thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. 
And if you enjoyed this week's podcast or any of the podcasts and you want to give us a little extra support, you can head on over to a little website called patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. Oh yeah. Guys, this is where it's all at. This is the deadliest Patreon ever made. All right. Because because on the $7 tier, you get knives. On the $10 tier, you get forks. Still dangerous. Everyone thinks knives are pretty dangerous. But forks are just four little knives. Yeah, it's like four for the price of fun. Of course, along with all of that, you can get bonus episodes of the show. I should probably talk about them because they're, you know, they're more important than knives. I got to say, a lot more people want bonus episodes than knives. Than knives. We can't give them away, literally. I think it's illegal. So uh, check that out on patreon.com. Because at the $5 tier, you can get bonus episodes. And at the $20 tier, you can get your very own merchandise. This Paranormal Life t-shirts, my friend. And I'll be honest. Sure, we need the money. It's not easy to try and reboot the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy using orcs. Using real orcs. They cost... It should have been done the first time around. They had the budget and they pussied out. I want, I want, the, I want the movie, the journey of the trilogy... To go from Mordor to Mordor. None of this Hobbiton shit. None of this little elf forest. I want to start in Mordor and end in Mordor. That's the real story that wasn't told. And, you know, if we were just making another version of it, Orlando Bloom, he costs pennies and he's pretty much free 24-7. But Orlando Bloom, that supermodel orc with the luscious blonde locks... He, he costs the big bucks, guys. He costs a lot of money. So if you could head on over to patreon.com, pledge some support, and we can get this project off the ground. And before we forget, longtime listeners to This Paranormal Life will remember that me and Rory don't just make podcasts together, but we also make music. We actually have a band called Team RKT. We've premiered music on this podcast before, and I'm excited to say that's what we're going to do today. We're going to play out this episode with our brand new single, Cities, which is out this week on all streaming platforms. We really hope you enjoy it. If you do, make sure and follow us on Spotify. There is a video we're really proud of, an amazing music video that's over on YouTube. Uh, If you check out Cities by Team RKT, you can find it there and you can get links to streaming at teamrkt.com. We will be back on Tuesday, as always, with a brand new Paranormal Tale and we will pick up Patreon shoutouts then too. In the meantime, remember to live fast, investigate and die young. Feels
budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns She's never on her own She always feels alone And when I'm breaking down her walls again She's scared I'll get too close And though she's never on her own She always feels alone 